Trade wars are back in the headlines, and so is market volatility. We are talking about all of that on today's show. From the streets of San Antonio, straight to your wallet, it's Jake's Two Cents on Jake of All Trades. All right, and welcome back. My name is Kirk the Money Machine Barbera, and we got the Jake of All Trades. Today we're going to do an article, hey Jake, from Bloomberg.com, and the article is called... U.S. stocks plunge most in 2019 on trade tension. Here's a, uh, we're going to uh, read a quick little snippet from that article. More than $700 billion was wiped from the value of U.S. equities on Monday, with the S&P 500 index plunging 3%, and all but 11 companies in the gauge trading lower. Jake, you're going to have to help me understand what that means. <laughs> Losses in the Dow Jones Industrial Average surpassed 700 points as Apple and IBM slid at least 4%. And the um, CBO, E-Volatility Index, you're going to have to help me with that one too, surged about 40%. The 10-year Treasury yield dropped to the lowest since before President Donald Trump's election. China's uh, yuan, yen, sank uh, behind 7 per dollar. Okay, so let's try and break this down for people. So this is a, like, a big thing that we've talked about before, the trade war, right. and there's a lot go- that it causes, and the question is, how does it affect us individually as people just living our lives as Americans? Yeah, and so, and then a quick update, because since this article was written a few days ago, we've actually had even more volatility this week. So that first number you gave, the S&P 500 down 3%, it's actually down 6% now from mm. the end of July. So here we are kind of on a, we were at a peak. And then some things have happened with this trade war. Again, it's like it resurfaces its ugly head. And now it's causing all of this volatility. So I think the piece you were reading you're talking about is an example of a reaction from the financial markets. I mean, all of those different, you're talking about different indexes, basically. But it's all together a decline in the value of the financial markets, which means people lose money, right? Yeah, so it's like an ind those are indexes I was reading like the one I didn't know what they were, like <laughs> gauge trading, like it said and all but eleven companies in the gauge trading lower. You know what that means? Gauge trading lower. No. That's what it's maybe that's just a weird sentence. I think maybe a weird sentence. Yeah, so what but what about the exactly. um CBOE? So it says the CBOE volatility index surged about forty percent. Yeah, so there's actually an index, just like we have the indexes that measure stocks, S&P 500, Dow Jones, they actually have one that measures volatility or movement in the financial markets on a daily basis. So when it spikes, that means there's a dramatic increase in either buying or selling okay. in the financial markets. So what that's saying is not only are we seeing a decline in the price of assets, we're also seeing a rise in activity in the financial markets. Those usually go hand in hand. Okay, can you break that down? Yeah, so like so the like me. I'm just kidding. So like <laughs> we're we're talking we're talking about how the Dow Jones was down 700 points, the S&P 500's down about 6%. Yeah. Well, you should see if you see such a rapid decline in the financial in the value of the financial markets, you should also be able to look at the volatility index, the CBOE volatility index, and see it increase significantly because a lot of people are now active in the financial markets because they're selling their stocks. Oh, so now volatility's gone up. I see. Okay. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. 
Yeah. So how do you think this affects us individually as just normal Americans working a nine to five? Well, so I think there's a, there's a couple of ways this could affect us. Number one is obviously if you're invested in the financial markets and your 401k or some other account, you're feeling this volatility right now. You're seeing your account balances go down and that's an uneasy feeling, obviously. Mm. Um, and then the other thing too is businesses in America, corporate America, manufacturing companies, whoever, as a result of these tariffs, their earnings expectations are get adjusted. So whenever a corporation, take any corporation, right? Apple, on a quarterly basis, they come out and tell all their shareholders and tell the marketplace, our earnings expectations, how much we think we're going to earn as a company for this quarter is X number, right? And based on that number, that's a driver of the movement in the financial markets. Well, now when we have a significant issue happen, like this trade war or tra trade issues, it's not really a war necessarily. There is retaliation on both sides. Uh, but once you have something like that happen, now these earnings expectations that companies were talking about, they're going to have a more difficult time meeting those. Right, because now because of tariffs, they're going to have to adjust their supply chain. They're going to have to adjust where they're buying their goods from because they can't buy them where they used to because it's too expensive. Right, so that all trickles down to the bottom line where the company is just not going to make as much money now. And what does that do to us as an individual? Well, that affects the economy because potentially it slows it down. It also hurts consumer confidence. We've had an episode before on consumer confidence and how important. The consumer is to the economy. And if we feel like businesses aren't making very much money or our goods are too expensive, we're not going to spend stuff. And so that just adds to the risk of the economy slowing down overall. Okay. So that, I think that makes sense. And I think there's, um, <laughs> so just realizing this, that there's a, uh, the paragraph I was supposed to read, I read the wrong paragraph, and that's probably I why thought I thought that was a little, yeah. I was yeah like, so, so you did a great okay. job. You played it, and I think that was actually helpful because the next paragraph after that is the one I'm supposed to read. I won't read the whole thing, um, but I'll just say, like, because it, it's interesting what it's saying in this next paragraph, which is um, the idea that investors are starting to grasp what you're talking about, the potential for protracted conflict between these two mega economies china's really growing and you know obviously america's probably the strongest economy in the world still um and then there's the idea here is hitting it's hitting the highest alert since 2007 according to the treasury market recession indicator so uh -huh. we've talked about that uh, on previous shows yes and we have demand for what's called haven assets maybe you could talk about that spiked Gold made a run toward 1500 and um, the Japanese yen extended its rally as well. Cryptocurrencies are up because people are getting scared in distressing time and they're putting it in there. And so maybe you can actually talk to the idea of being scared and, you know, kind of acting on fear, which I think is driving a lot of this. And I've seen this a lot and it sometimes worries me where I see these commercials you know, my grandmother's 97 years old and I see these commercials where it's like, you know, they're saying invest in gold. You're going to lose everything. The economy's going to crash. 
you're going to end up in like this post-apocalypse hell and it's going to be really bad and you really need gold. <laughs> so extreme. Yeah. And it's like this really scary thing. And it's like, I don't know if you're, you know, this, this old person who, do, who doesn't have a job, you know, and you're, you're kind of relying on your fixed income that may stop. And then you're thinking, I better, you know, so I've just seen and heard all these horror stories of people getting, um, messed up, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. screwed mm-hmm. over in these types of situations. So can you, you know, for, for everybody, but, you know, can you speak to the fear and how to manage that when you're doing working stuff like this and this economy? Absolutely. So let's think about the genesis of the fear, right? We talked about the fact that the economy could be slowing down as a result of these tariffs, right? And so in in turn, financial markets, equities specifically, so stocks, have declined in value. And that's because everyday traders in the financial markets are super emotional. So they react at every little thing that pops up in the media, right? And every little action that's happening. So that can be a a good thing because it really tells us, it gives us data to work with to say, okay, this is a justified fear, right? However, it can also be a bad thing because then it provides opportunities for, you know, like this commercial people to capitalize on that fear and force investors, everyday people like us to make decisions with our money that we wouldn't have otherwise made if we weren't too afraid. And we've talked about that before on an episode too, where Mm -hmm. You, a lot of that can be avoided if your investment strategy is consistent with the time horizon. So you talked about your grandma who's 97, probably living on a fixed income. Well, she should already be invested in some of these haven assets that that specific paragraph was talking about. Haven assets meaning like safety nets, your cash, treasuries, anything issued by the, the government, treasuries should be the safest investment in the world. So in times of strife, you see some of those asset values increase. Cash goes up, treasuries go up, bonds can go up. That's the kind of stuff that older people should already be invested in. And so that makes sense, right? What doesn't make sense is when you have young people moving into those types of assets within like their retirement accounts, right? Because now you're making decisions on fear and what you're reading and what you're seeing happen with your account value. But in reality, it does not matter because you can't touch that money anyway, right? So yeah. we've we've seen historically these periods of time where there's a decline usually is followed after a period of time by a rise. So we have to wait this kind of stuff out. Now, I will say, I really do think that the current, the, the market decline we're experiencing right now is justified. So I mm. think that this, the latest evolution of the trade dispute was pretty extreme. So not only did President Trump issue, I don't remember specifically what he did, what his specific tariff was against China, but it was so severe that they are now being considered a currency manipulator because they just basically trashed their currency value to the lowest value it's ever been. Their own currency? Their own currency. Why? So That I don't understand. So if I, you, I saw that. That's in the article. Yeah. They talk yeah. about that and I don't get it. <laughs> so if you're that? so I think my understanding is if the dollar if our US dollar is really strong relative to another country's currency, any of the investments, um 
products, goods, services that we have in that foreign currency, if we were try to, to if we were going to try to convert those back over to dollars, now their currency is crashed. We're going to have to no, let's think about this because that would actually be if their currency is weak. Yeah, no, because that that's correct. Yeah, my, I'm thinking correctly. The currency's weak. I've got to take all of those weak dollar, uh, weak money. You the American, me the American. So you have an American sh- and a Chinese uh, uh, yen. Right. So let's put let's put dollars to it. Let's say I bought a hundred dollars worth of uh, Chinese currency. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, if I want to convert that hundred dollars back, it's going to take a lot more. My investment's not going to be what it was initially because now the currency I was invested in is super weak. So my investment has declined significantly. So they're doing that as retaliation mm. against US investors and US businesses because if they've put money into their economic system, it's now in their currency, they weaken it so that they can't even just pull it right back out because now it converts back to a much lower So let's dollar see, let's amount. see if we can make this a little clearer even. So Again, I, I'm an American. I have $100 invested in, in Chinese yen. Mm-hmm. And let's say five years ago, if I were to convert that, I'd get $140, just making up numbers. I don't know right. the, the numbers yeah. Yeah. Um, in currency, and they change a lot, obviously. Now, today, if I did that, I might get $102. You would get yeah. less than $100. Or so I'd lose money. So exactly. if I invested $100, I'd actually lose money. So then... The idea is that the American investor will keep his money that he already has there, which then mm-hmm. the Chinese economy can use. Correct. Right? And so also, they, they have that they, money in the works more, which is what people have done in America for a long time, which is why we're able to build so much stuff, because people all over the world keep their money in here. our money, which mm-hmm. then gives us the ability to build skyscrapers and missiles, you know, for better or for worse, and all these yeah. other things. Um, yeah. and, and also new companies and startups and right. pharmaceutical, all the good things, as well as po- perhaps some not so great things. And right. that, but, but now China is trying to do the same thing um, in retaliation, you're saying, to this trade war. And the reason is, if I understand, the idea of a tariff is that the president has put it so that if China wants to ship over steel to us, it now costs you know, 10% more, whatever the tariff is, right? Um, to ship it in. So they ship it in, they pay this tax, mm-hmm. and then, you know, or, or does the buyer pay it? Or it's just paid on the transaction? So, so they just probably increase the rate of the cost of the steel, right? So th- does that make sense? Yeah, I was just trying to think through who's the, who's the person paying. It would be the one that's, that's buying. It's the buyer. Well, it's the buyer, but the, the seller, the Chinese company, has to raise their rates in order to pay that fee, right? Correct. In order, Correct. So it's like if it was, you know, keeping with $100, there's $100 and the, you know, the, the, there's a $20 fee at the, at the I, I imagine it's the seller that has to pay it, right? You're charging this Chinese company to come in here, and then they just, you know, impose that to the, the buyer in America, who's buying right. the steel now that's going to cost an extra 20%. And then, of course, that buyer, which is a company, is going to charge that to the consumer by just charge. You know, your refrigerator goes up by a couple pennies or a couple dollars or whatever, right? And then, that, yeah. And then, of course, you have to pay taxes on top of that. So, it's just a yeah. tax on everybody. But the problem for China is that if you isolate China, then the American buyers are going to start looking elsewhere, 
right? Exactly. If it starts going up, so it's like, oh, wait, 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 Brazil has some. We don't. Have, we could just like ship it up from there, and it's actually cheaper by twenty percent. So we'll start buying from Brazil, which then hurts Chinese companies. So now Chinese companies are trying to hurt American companies by doing. So it's like this yeah. weird thing. Yeah. It doesn't. Tariffs don't yeah. seem to have any benefit except in people's imaginations. Right, and <laughs> we did that. Like. We did that episode yeah, of tariffs yeah. before, and so watch all of our episodes. Yes. <laughs> so you guys exactly. can learn all this stuff. But it, it's yeah. it's helpful because in this case, it seems like it's now this article in Bloomberg is saying that this investors are starting to learn oh, technical difficulties. About uh, so the article, the Bloomberg article is about how US stocks plunge, you know, at the the biggest point at this right now. And most importantly, investors are starting to grasp this protracted conflict. So the idea is now investors are starting to learn the consequences of what we've been talking about, right. which is then going to affect the way that they invest. Of course. Which then yeah. inf- of, you know, affects you as the consumer, or just a normal investor, because your investments are going to shift. Exactly. Right. Okay. And now the economy, the threat of the economy is going to slow down, which means we could potentially enter a recession. So yes. it's like a perfect storm starting to build. So I think that's... That's one of the things that is really I find interesting because a lot of a lot of people don't care whether or not the uh, trade war causes earnings for American companies to uh, to decline, right? Because they're like, I don't know what that means. But what's cool is yeah. you see it translated into the overall economy because everything starts to slow down, and so that's what we have to be aware of. That's what you have to pay attention to because. If you're thinking about, you know, if you're somebody who, I don't know, is gonna, thinking about making a, a big life, life change in the next year or two, right? You're going to go back to school or you're going to change jobs or something. The threat of a, of a slowing economy might make that goal unrealistic for the time being, right? Could be the same thing for you're wanting to buy a house in the next two or three years. Mm-hmm. A slow economy is not necessarily an ideal place for a buyer to go buy a house. Interest rates might be low, but usually wages are low and things are just not moving. So thinking about some of those things, paying attention to when these these issues happen and recognizing the potential ramifications long-term is what's important, but don't make decisions off of emotion. I can't say that enough. Don't adjust how you're invested just because you see some volatility in the financial markets. Okay, so any last quick bit of advice for you know the the millennial investor and and ninety fiver who's listening to the show and trying to figure out how to apply this stuff? Obviously, there's the emotion part of it, right. which is why you have a financial advisor is to help you right. manage your emotions. Yeah, that's and understand you know what the what what's going what's really pushing this activity. So that's the other thing too is just pay attention so that you know at a high level why is the market down. Well, it's because this and this is going on. Okay, perfect. Check it off the list. I understand that. What is and then think about what is my exposure based on all of that. So, if you're Got an it. investor, your exposure is maybe what's in your 401k. Okay, well, my 401k, I can't touch it for 30 years. So, I <laughs> feel like this trade dispute's going to be over by in in 30 years. And so, I'm not going to make a decision today based off of what's happening right now. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, that's good advice. I yeah. like it. All so right. now I guess we'll just see what happens. I think, you know, 
that it's I think it's more likely that an agreement will come through at some point just because this can't I feel like this can't continue. And I've read a couple of perspectives from other experts that are like a more likely outcome than a full blown trade war is going to be some type of a negotiation where things settle back down. So one that's hopes. the hopeful outcome. Yeah, that's one the hopes. hopeful outcome. If but there are rational actors, that's the I problem. Know. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. The issue you got to deal with is like crazy people. Yeah. Um. So maybe maybe one more thing. So like, let's say besides four hundred one k, can you? Let's say I I inherit a chunk of money, and I want to invest it in today's market. Right. We've talked about inheritance several times. Now I have this, and it's like a portion of my. So how do I now think of? new money going into investments that i just inherited yeah what do i how much should i put into this type of thing at this moment and maybe it's a good thing because like if things go stocks go down maybe that is the time to buy all the stocks up bingo yes so that is that is the perfect thing i like to think about and that's why it's important to pay attention right to know to understand the genesis of what's driving the market decline is the first thing so if you know that well the economy's doing okay this is a blip. I'm going to take advantage of this blip because everything's on sale, right? I mean, you think about sale. everything's everything on sale. Everything must go. Everything must America go type of sale. sale. So <laughs> swoop it up, pick it up, put it in there. Uh, yeah. Use these use these pockets of of market decline to take advantage of some of those cheaper share prices at the moment. Just because you know it's not as though we've we've already looked at the fundamentals of the economy, so we know that a recession is not coming for at least another. 9 12 18 months. So we have some time. We're not necessarily about to enter a 2008 financial crisis. I can't promise it, but nothing is telling us that that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So if nothing's telling us that's going to happen and we see stuff go on sale, I'm going to buy it. Okay. It's <laughs> a good place to end, I think. I think I so. Like it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Be sure to follow me on social media by searching for at Jake's Two Cents and check out the blog at jakes2cents.com. And remember that you are the expert of your own life. And that's my two cents. See you later. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network. Member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. Actual performance and results will vary. These interviews do not constitute a recommendation as to the suitability of any investment for any person or persons having circumstances similar to those portrayed. Consult a financial advisor regarding your specific circumstances.